You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, sponsored by NBA 2K24. As always, if you don't yet get your copy, it's in the description. Go get yours. It's winter. It's cold outside. You got to be inside listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast and playing NBA 2K24. Myself, Mohunsi, alongside me, as always, coming from another destination, the worldwide traveler, Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how you doing, bro? Hey, Mo, you know it's all good. Just out and about checking out a little NBA action. So uh, down here in, uh, you know, Florida. So uh, it's all good, though. Just uh, coming to see uh, actually the NBA showcase, uh, the G League showcase and uh, catching up with a few few NBA uh, personnel people and, um, you know, just doing what I do. I hear it, man. It never stops. The work never stops. Uh, we got it's Friday, so we got to answer a bunch of questions. Uh, the big question we'd be getting is, BJ, you pulling up this summer? You USA versus Germany, USA versus South Sudan. They're saying they want a live show, B. They're hey, saying they well, want a live you know, show. Hey, you know, Mo, you know my motto. I got to give the people what they want. You know, Come real on. name, no gimmick. So Come if that's on. what they want, then we got to give it to them. Hell Gun. yeah. Done deal. Done deal. Done deal. We, we might even have to get some special guests from the USA squads coming rock with us for the evening. So stay tuned, everyone. Stay locked in with the podcast. But we've got some questions about the NBA. The first question comes uh, from Bart, who wants to know the unwritten rules of the NBA. We had the incident of Giannis Antetokounmpo against the Indiana Pacers. He wanted the game ball because he set a career high and a franchise high scoring of 64 points. The Pacers wanted to keep the game ball because uh, there was a player who scored his first NBA point from the free throw line, even though he already scored one in the in-season tournament game against the Lakers. Big fuss over pretty much nothing. BJ, what's the uh, what's the vibe? Who gets to keep the game ball after an NBA game? Well, it's hard to believe that, you know, those... I can't believe I'm even NBA, talking about this. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the NBA personnel, right? You have head coaches, you have executives, you have presidents. They couldn't figure that one out. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to say this. I'm just going to ask the kids to get along in the sandbox. And <laughs> no, no, no. But, but what I'm asking I'm is, not, I, when you're playing an NBA game, just a normal game, what happens to the ball at the end? Does someone always take it? You know, it's a new game. I, I have no <laughs> idea. With this taking the game, given, you know, Mo, there's so many things I missed, right? Like, no one gave me a ball when I scored my first NBA points, you know? And then... The thought of taking a ball on the road mm. just seems you can't you take know, it on like, a plane, you gotta deflate it. Like, like, it like, like, you know, well, there used to be a thing where, you know, there there was a hierarchy to this thing, right? You know, the vets, I don't care who you are, the vets had carte blanche. Mm-hmm. So at what point when you have an MVP is fighting for the game ball with a guy who just scored his first two points? And he's at home. It's crazy. So the whole thing to me, the whole thing to me just seems petty. And like I said, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay above this one. And I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow the kids to figure that one out because that one to me is that that Giannis without question. Giannis without question, if he wants the ball, the man gets the ball. Facts. He's at home, not just a career high, a franchise, you know, in, in the history of the organization. Uh-huh. And then you're saying uh, uh, an organization that Kareem played for. An organization this, this Oscar is, Robinson is, played for. This is this is this is 
what are we what are we teaching this young man who scored his first two? What are we it, no, it wasn't even a bucket though. It was a free like I, how I, have you got the pride was, of that? Yeah. Come on, dog, get a bucket. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't even make sense. So again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow the other people to comment on that one. That's so, one of the like, they, you know, just to think that I would do that to a vet. That, that I would do something like that to a vet. Like, hey, you know, I'm imagining like, you know, you're playing against, you know, a Kareem Abdul Jabbar or Dr. J, and all of a sudden I go, hey man, I'm just gonna take this ball. Mm. <laughs> as a rookie it's just be like i'm yeah. taking my ball you know yeah, what I mean? it was a little like, bit of animosity the, on the court during the game and the players were fired yeah. up so i think it was just being paid but we've got questions to dive in i don't want to talk about who gets the ball after Giannis has got a larry o'brien and mvps and finals mvp right. who cares um andy in the discord said what punishment should draymond have and uh ross replied with they should force him to play for the pistons <laughs> If you're listening on audio, you um, need to see BJ's expression on the YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great, Ross. That really made me laugh. Um, listen, I, I think that I think the way it's being handled, I think is very appropriate for how this is going to play itself out. And clearly, you know, you know, I think the the exact word was indefinitely. Yep. Uh, I think that was the key word in this in this latest episode and suspension. So I think with in leadership, right, you have to provide what's expected. And I think with the indefinite amount of time and whatever he, he needs to do or whatever he needs to figure out and whatever needs to happen, you know, just allow the young person to, yeah, you you get you gotta you gotta take your fine. So that's without question. However, if there's something else that needs to, you know, to get him and whatever's going on on the right track, I think that was the appropriate fine. So we'll see how long this takes out. You know, I don't know what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. However, you want to make sure that things like this doesn't happen again, because someone could have seriously been injured. And that's the key thing. You want to keep the player safe. You want to keep the fans safe. And in a situation like this where there was, you know, there, there I mean, it was inappropriate behavior. Then There's no way to go around it. You know, there's no way to duck the what happened there. We all saw it. However, I think the way the NBA handled it, I agree with it. And hopefully everyone gets what they need and everyone can move forward. Absolutely. Just to follow up to the first question, PM in the Discord is asking, how many game balls do you have in your collection, BJ? Zero. I have zero. None. So, like I said, I have zero. I mean, this is a whole. This is. I this thought is at least the retirement game. game you played, they would have gave you the ball. No, I. It was nothing. I, I mean, like, like, you know, more like I. I don't know. I think my. I, I, well, at least how I thought about it, the game didn't owe me anything, right? I. I said I wanted to participate, and. And, you know, hopefully leave it in a better place than I found it. Mm -hmm. And I did the best I could as a young kid. I didn't try to walk away with a game ball or walk away with this. I just, I mean, well, I was just a young kid who had an opportunity to live out a dream. See, BJ's been and humble, I left but, it. No, but he, he I, got I, his I, rings, no, he got his checks, and he kept it moving. <laughs> and, 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 you, and, you know, all the other stuff, I mean, it just, but I can understand that if I scored 64 in a game, I probably would have thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty amazing 
stat, right? I mean, yeah, for him yeah. to be able to do that, um, you know, there's some things you probably would want to have. I would think the NBA or the Milwaukee Bucks probably would want to have that, mm -hmm. you know? So I could see that. However, the the bickering that occurred afterwards just didn't make any sense to me. So, but I don't have yeah. anything. Well, I, I really don't. I just, I did my thing and, uh, and here I am on a podcast, which I didn't anticipate that uh, 30 years ago. And and the trim's looking fresh. May I just say, yeah, yeah, my brother, yeah, I yeah, see yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. Yeah. Uh, Chaos in 1973 says, how are Golden State going to restructure their team without tanking for a few seasons? Trading options are limited as it involves trading away their young potential. Shout out to Paul. Um, I think we covered this yesterday when we were talking about the Warriors. Right. There are no options unless yeah. Steph Curry <laughs> decides to go full the GM and... Um, and, okay. and go crazy with it or demand to leave. That's that, that's it. They're uh, stuck. It's, I think it's yeah, it's very, I, I agree. I, I think it's very limited. You know, like I said, I, I can't imagine under any circumstances that Steph Curry would ever be put in any type of discussion. So that's off the table. Um, you know, reports, I don't know what Clay is going to do. It looks like he's looking for, look like they can't agree on something at the moment. And then, you know, the of course, you have Draymond that's here. So Draymond's in the I, first I year of a four-year deal. I think so. it's very limited what they can do right now. I think it's very limited, but we'll see how it plays out. They're going to have to do something because clearly when they put this team together at the beginning of the season, they had at the bare, bare minimum playoff aspirations. And right now, Mo, it's not looking good there for the um, for, for dub nation, as they call it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Pierce McGlinchey says, what part of De'Aaron Fox's game does he need to work on to reach superstar level? Now, we all know you're a big fan oh, of De'Aaron Fox, oh, I, but I, I, um, he's I, not um, yet in the superstar category. Well, I mean, what he needs to do, Mo, is advance. Okay? Uh, that young man right now is playing at a very high level. He's an elite guard. He's without question, in my in my book, he is a superstar player. However, you got to prove it. So I agree with that. And the next step for him is to achieve and advance in the playoffs, right? That's when if you, your reputation will be enhanced once the playoffs begin. So that's where the, the big time and the superstar players earn their reputation. So that's the next step for him because without question, he is a dy dynamic player. I mean, elite speed. Elite, elite ability to finish in the paint, finish over the top of you if you're not careful with him. His three ball is, is, you know, more than consistent now. So he has all the intangibles that you need. Now he's just got to go out there and do it. And I'm expecting them to, at the very least, advance this year in the, in the playoffs. Do you see anything in his game, though, that can improve? I don't, though. I see him, you know, the thing that I, I, I've seen him grow over the last year or two, is on the defensive end. He accepts the challenge of guarding the other team's best lead guard. And to me, that says everything that I need to see about him. You know, all the other things, moves and step backs and crossover. Hey, you know, listen, you, you do that. If you have enough opportunities, you'll figure that out. However, when I see players put the effort and energy that's necessary to win a game, and that starts on the defensive end, that's when you catch my eye. De'Aaron Fox is doing that. He's accepted the responsibility. He's without question the best player on the team. He's the straw that stirs that drink over there in Sacramento. And he has proven that he is more than capable <laughs> Absolutely. of impacting the game. So I think now he's got to play. I mean, that he went to game seven last year. That was a dynamite series. 
against the against the the Warriors. I mean, Steph Curry was phenomenal in Game Seven, right? If you if you're going to get beat, that's how you get beat, right? Mm, all time so, great, what Steph Curry an all time great. <laughs> yeah, so I can I can accept that, and uh, but you know what? I think he now has got a little taste of the playoffs. He's got a feel. He clearly responded under duress last year, and I'm expecting him to advance this year in the playoffs. Big Con wants to know what's impressed us most with Derek Lively's performances so far. He deserves a lot more recognition that he's currently getting. I think the thing for me that stands out about Derek Lively is he's so young and he's managed to make an immediate impact in the NBA. You know, some people thought it was a gamble, them taking, you know, a teenage big man. But like, if you look at the players right now who are averaging at least nine points, eight, uh, eight rebounds, three of them being offensive rebounds and one and a half mm-hmm. blocks, here's the players that do that. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Anthony Davis, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Joel Embiid, MVP. Clint Capella, who the Mavs tried and failed to trade for. Nick Claxton, who is a very underrated defender. And Derek Lively in just his first season in the NBA. He's been learning a lot from Tyson Chandler down there in Dallas. Um, But what's jumped out to you about the young big man, BJ? Well, you know how he's fit in seamlessly playing alongside Luka and Kyrie Irving. I mean, anytime you figure out how to play and contribute without having to have the ball in your hand as a primary or secondary offensive player. To me, that says something. So give this young man credit of figuring out how to play with those guys at an early age. And I think that will serve him well. And we'll continue to watch his growth. Clearly right now, he's not on the scouting report, but give him credit for what he's doing. He's contributing. Um, Look like they got a really good player down there in Dallas and I'm looking forward to seeing how his career turns out because that, that was a very big step for a young player to figure out how to play at a high level at such a young time or at a young age in his career. I want to say that it's the advice I gave him in Abu Dhabi, but I'm not going to go there. Um, What's really impressive (laughs) though is um, what's really impressive though is, you know, he's great at protecting the rim, right? Rim protection is a premium in this league. He does a fantastic job. Opponent field goal percentage drops massively when he's on the court and defending the hoop. Um, But the biggest thing as a rookie, especially a young rookie who hasn't had that many years of experience, um, the amount of fouls he's started to not pick up because we all know that Mm -hmm. rookies get a tough whistle from the referee, um, but he's been managing to avoid those fouls and with an injury impacted roster, that's been a key for Dallas as well. Uh, we'll talk more about him as the season progresses, um, assuming that he kind of maintains this and improves on it. Um, AD Cristino wants to know, what other ways do you think the NBA could incentivize the NBA in-season tournament other than a cash prize? ESPN reported discussions of a possible guaranteed top six playoff berth, but surely that means teams and stars taking the rest season, the rest of the season off after December. Absolutely. That's why I think it would be a bad idea to guarantee a playoff spot. Guaranteeing them a play-in spot could be interesting because no team really wants to be in a play-in. But, you know, um, I think that they should just play for the sake of playing because you're being paid millions of dollars to do something that people would do anything to do. So have the pride and the respect for the game to go out there and play hard in every game you play. That's just my opinion, though. BJ, if you were a player, what could the NBA do to intensify the tournament? Here's the thing. First, you got to understand the business in which you're entering into. The core biz, the core of the NBA's business is 82 games. The main thing always has to remain the main. The main thing. thing. 
And that's that that's the core of the business, right? You know, Mo, you say I have to give them incentive, more incentives to play. Well, Mo, I, I think it's a pretty good living. I think the 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 system clearly works. <laughs> mm -hmm. The business model works. <laughs> you know, 82 games is tough as it should be. And when you play and you're able to have a level of excellence over that length of time, that says a lot, right? That's what makes our game, in my opinion, the greatest game. Mm -hmm. Because you're not just doing it for 20 games or 30 games or 40 games. You have to do it for 82 games plus. So the main thing has to be the main thing. Now, mm -hmm. trying to shortcut that to me is short is, is short change in the game. Mm -hmm. So I don't see any way possible to get around the 82 game schedule because that's what makes it unique. That's what makes the NBA the NBA. And Mo, it works on all levels, right? These players, executives, owners, league, everyone is benefiting from the current business model. Would we like something new to look like? Look at, I mean, basically the in-season tournament is kind of the remix. You're just remixing the game in the 82 game schedule. However, the 82 has to remain the 82. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's any way around it. But if there is a way to improve the game, Mo, as I've said numerous times, I'm all for that. But let's not tinker with the 82 because that is what works. That's what Absolutely. works. And that's well, the sweet spot for the NBA, the players, the teams, the league, and everyone. Well, we have a follow-up here. Um, 11CJR says, do you think there's growth in the in-season tournament to turn it to something similar to the Champions League? Now, BJ, for context, the Champions League is a competition where the best teams in the UK, the best teams in Spain, best teams in France, et cetera, et cetera, they all compete. So you have to finish top four in your league to qualify. Um, and he says, where NBA teams would compete to make the semifinal and come up against a team from the African League or the Euro League who have qualified from a similar format. So the in-season tournament then leaves. I don't think there's enough time, Mo. Yeah, I just don't think there's enough time to do that during the course of the season. I, don't I also think, think like the NBA team would just crush. Maybe not the Euroleague team because it depends which rules they play. But if they're playing under NBA rules, they're going to crush whichever team they come up against. So I don't think there would be much point to it as it stands right now. Well, I, I However, as that. other leagues develop, there could be route to doing that. You know, listen. Watching the NBA now has, has I you know I have as I have over the last you know thirty plus years, the NBA has evolved, and I think the players now abroad are playing the NBA game at a very elite level. I don't think you know I, I would agree with you maybe twenty twenty five years ago that that would be the case. However, I don't think that's the case now. I think today's player, especially international players from our perspective i think they can adapt and in some ways more i think the 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 european game is a much more physical game i think it's a much yeah that's what i'm, I'm saying yeah. the nba if it's played under nba rules the nba teams are a significant advantage i i don't think so i don't i don't think there's a significant advantage i i really don't i i really because the 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 advantage that we had in the NBA for years, in my opinion, was the physicality of the game. 
but now it's the opposite way around. Now it's the opposite. <laughs> so, so you're going to restrict the physicality of the Euroleague players. And also no, the, I, the I structure of their teams, how they play offense and defense, because it's different rules in terms of what their bigs can do and whatnot. Again, I think the gap has been, I think the gap has shrunk mm. from the talent perspective. That's just my opinion, right? I don't see the NBA player having this massive gap. Well, I mean, you look at a player like Mike James, for example, who's great okay. in Europe, but when he comes to the NBA, he can't stay on a roster. So it is a different okay. game. What I would say is the reason is the reason it's different is because of the following. Mike James has elite in terms of Europe. His speed and quickness far far is far superior than most that he'll see in Europe. Mm -hmm. That's what I see. Okay. Mike James plays in Europe, which he wouldn't be able to allow to play because we don't play traditionally in an offense where you just have one person just dominate the ball and be able to. I mean, some teams do. do, do. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, I, I you, you, traditionally you don't see that. And if you do see that, you'll it'll be such elite level talent that, you know what? that player has to still find a way to integrate himself within the system. But that's just me. I think the, I think the, the distance or the difference between players in Europe and the players here, I don't think it's as great as it once was. I think it's not that the, the players here are worse. I just think the players abroad are better. I think they're, they're better now. I think they found ways. I look at Jokic. Jokic may not be the athlete, that some of the players are from here. However, he's figured out how to counter what he doesn't do well, which is run and jump and all those things. But he's figured out how to play. And he's doing a pretty good job, by the mm -hmm. way. <laughs> yeah. so no doubt. No I doubt. don't think there is that big of a difference anymore. I really don't. And as more and more players are coming, coming over here to play in the NBA, I just think they're more and more comfortable. So, so would you like to see that game then? The winner of the in-season tournament I versus I don't, like the winner I said, of the Euroleague? I don't, think, I don't think there's enough time to do it. Like, where are you going to do it? Where are you going to fit uh, it pre in? Preseason game. Okay, it's preseason. Who's? I'm getting in shape. Who's? It's preseason. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I mean, I again. Unless you bring the Euroleague team to Vegas and then they're there in that same weekend where the in-season final, I but it's just. It's doing a here, lot. Here, it's doing is, a lot. Here is the solution. If you are as good as you say, come here and play. That's it. That's it. It's it's if you if you want to right now, the NBA is the best league in the world. If you are if you're as good as you say, do it. There's an opportunity to make that claim in the Olympics every year. So you have your opportunity. But I don't think there's a time to do it. I don't think it works in the FIBA schedule. I don't think it works in the NBA schedule. Travel, I don't think it works. But I mean, it's a nice idea, but it does it doesn't work. It, and then, and then, like, what are you getting out of it? Like, bragging rights? What are you What are you getting out of this? I mean, it, I don't think there's really no reason to do it at this particular time. But if you are that player, as you guys say, if you are him. Come on over. <laughs> is, that what, is that how you say it, Bo? 
Nah. You're that guy. I don't Come know, man. BJ, I'm feeling kind of. Oh, I'm really cool. No, I'm not. But um, hey, that's... Yeah, if you are, if you are that, right? If you want to find out who the best, come on over, and then let's figure it out, and we'll talk about it here. You'll get all my attention if you come over here and do it. But Absolutely. Trying to come out with something new and. Yeah. Yeah. No time to do it. Where are you going to try? Where are you going to play the game at? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, let us know in the Discord what your thoughts are on some of these questions. We've had to uh, do a super quick episode today, but we appreciate you rocking with us for another week. And we'll be back on Monday with more. Scott Perry will be in the building. So um, stay tuned. That's going to be a good one. And uh, subscribe across YouTube, Spotify, Apple. BJ, enjoy your trip. I won't keep you for appreciate much longer. It. And I'll All see right. you guys next week. Get buckets.